Chapter Eight of The Submarine Boys and the Spies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Submarine Boys and the Spies by Victor G. Durham. Chapter Eight. Even up for Mr. Kamenako. This is Hennessy, one of the newspaper men who visited our boat yesterday afternoon," said Jack on rejoining his companions. Mr. Hennessy has been returning good for evil. While I am unable to tell him any of the things he wants most to know about our boat, he, on the other hand, has been telling me much of interest about these ruins. There are a lot of legends about this old wreck of a castle, laughed Hennessy. Most of them are too silly to consider for a moment. One of the old stories has to do with a secret passage. Some of the guides hereabouts show what they solemnly explain was one of the outlets of the secret passage in bygone days. Do you care to devote five minutes to looking at the ridiculous thing? Mademoiselle Nadaboff smilingly accepted the suggestion, so Hal and Jack also agreed. The reporter led the way across a field, pausing at last before a fringe of weeds and low bushes. Now just step through this wild hedge, Hennessy proposed smilingly and you'll see how little it takes to start a yarn. Look out, though, that you don't fall down. As they stepped through the fringe cautiously, the members of the party found themselves peering down the shaft of what appeared to be a very ordinary well. It was circular in shape and had been laid on the inside with a masonry of stones. There is water at the bottom, isn't there? inquired the woman spy. Yes, replied Hennessy. It was never anything more than a well. Yet, day before yesterday... One of the local guides brought me here and insisted on telling me all about its having been an outlet of a famous secret passage from the castle. I had some fishing tackle in my pocket, so I rigged up a line and weight and let it down. I satisfied myself that there were about four feet of greenish slimy water at the bottom of a well. I wish you could have seen the guide's face. Here come some visitors now, nudged Hal. Two men and four women, led by a guide, approached the place. This shaft looks dark and mysterious enough, began the guide, reeling off a well-learned lesson, to be as full of historic interest and mystery as it really is. This shaft is what is left of one of the outlets of the famous secret passage to and from the castle. While the new visitors crowded about, asking questions and offering remarks, the party that Hennessy was guiding stepped into the background, secretly enjoying the guide's buncombe. "'If people would only stop to use their good sense a bit,' whispered Hennessy, "'they'd know at once that the shaft is only a long disused well.' "'Great Scott!' whispered Jack. "'Here come Mr. Farnham and F. with a guide. "'Let's see if they will be buncoed.' Guide number two came up, with the shipbuilder and Somers in tow. Greetings were exchanged. Then the last-arrived pair stepped forward in the guide's wake. Farnham listened with an amused smile. "'Oh, Shaw,' granted F. "'Is this the best you can show us? "'This is nothing but an old well "'with ten feet of malaria at the bottom. "'Show us for a change something that we can believe.' Hal began to laugh quietly. Then all hands stepped forward for another look down the shaft. As they stepped outside again, Benson happened to turn just in time to see a familiar figure coming along a path nearby. It was Kamenako, better dressed than he had been earlier in the morning, and carrying a bulging dress suitcase. "'Hello,' muttered Jack Benson, in a tone loud enough to carry to the ears of the newcomer. "'There's that infernal Jap spy. 
that scoundrelly thief of other men's secrets kamanako halted as abruptly as though he had been challenged by a sentry as he saw the young captain a dark red flush crept into the cheeks of the little brown man you talk much sneered the japanese his anger rising i say what i think about spies and fellows who would steal other men's secrets retorted the young submarine captain you will hold tongue better if you please snapped kamanako i hold my tongue for any scamp like you taunted jack benson the taunt had the effect for which jack wished kamanako looking furious dropped his dress suitcase and ran angrily forward just in time as the japanese bounded through the fringe of weeds captain jack dodged adroitly to one side so kamanako plunged past him and the next instant there came a smothered yell from the inside of the well shaft oh that was a shame came indignantly from one of the women in the party of strangers but jack paying no heed to her had stepped back to the edge of the well shaft dimly down at the bottom he could make out kamanako standing in slimy water that reached nearly up to his armpits is the water fine eh jack called down laughingly i show you some time came the answer in smothered rage you showed me japanese jiu-jitsu mocked benson so i had to do something to return your courtesy what i have just shown you is called american strategy by now kamanako had succeeded in pulling himself part way out of the water using his hands and feet on projecting bits of the old masonry you'll get out in time for you're a patient fellow jack called down in a tantalizing kind of encouragement don't forget the name that i have just given you american strategy and the next time a fellow tries to make you mad don't let him do it until you've looked the ground over american strategy yes that's the name laughing as he straightened up jack turned away from the shaft and aren't you going to throw him down a rope or do something to help the poor fellow out demanded the same indignant woman not in view of his line of offence madame benson replied raising his cap offence what did he do to the whole party jack explained how kamanako that same morning had been caught spying upon the controlling mechanisms of the submarine boat all the young skipper's hearers were satisfied then to leave the japanese there to work his own way out since no one feels any sorrow over the punishment of a spy gunpowder and doughnuts but you did get square chuckled eph as the submarine party turned back to the automobiles so that japanese was a spy you said murmured mademoiselle nadaboff in a low tone as they walked along yes beyond a doubt jack assured her it must seem strange to be a spy murmured the young woman it must give one a strange feeling yes and a mighty mean feeling agreed jack coolly as he spoke he raised his eyes carelessly to her face he did not make the glance so significant as to betray his real thoughts mademoiselle nadaboff did not flinch nor change color under that brief scrutiny instead she appeared to be almost lost in thought as she walked along suddenly she clutched at the young captain's arm i wonder if you would do something very great to please me she murmured questioningly i'd certainly like to have you try me responded jack benson in an equally low tone he spoke the truth too for he believed that this charming but dangerous companion was scheming some sudden move in her plans as a spy he wanted to find out what that move would be above all if it were possible he wanted to get knowledge of which foreign country she represented 
won't you contrive to drive along with me in my car when we reach it she whispered coaxingly and leave your chauffeur behind also asked jack smiling that will not be necessary i do not mind him but i have much that i wish to say to you my captain as for your friend pardon me but he is dull and quiet i think you mean mademoiselle interposed jack hal's worst enemy if he had one would hardly call him dull anyway my captain murmured the young woman he does not interest me and i do want a few words with you this charming young spy muttered benson quickly to himself is beginning to feel that i'm not enough interested to be coaxed away from my duty by flatteries i take it she means to show her real hand and try to play it in earnest if that's the case i want to know what she is going to say aloud he replied it will be easy enough to send my friend away with the others mademoiselle when we reach the automobile all i shall have to do will be to look straight at him ah you have a code of signals you two mademoiselle nadaboff laughed delightedly a code repeated jack no we have never needed one but my chum is an unusually bright and quick young man End of chapter 8